Hello. Welcome in. This is the podcast Builder versus Buyer. I'm the host, Adam Steiner. I am a home designer out of Indiana, Valparaiso, Indiana. In fact, um, and I love the home building process. Well, love the home building process is is strong. I, I would say I love designing homes and things around designing homes. The home building process can be a bear though. So this podcast is here to help people navigate it, whether you're on the builder side or the buyer side. That's why I called it builder versus buyer. Today is sponsored by the Ultimate Room Layout Guide. Check it out at the ultimateroomlayoutguide.com. If you need help sizing your rooms, um, it's basically a floor plan starter kit for you. Um, I have kitchens, dinings, bedrooms, all that fun stuff in there. Um, and it's all my sizing and notes that I would use for layouts in plans. So you can kind of piece together a floor plan based on my sizing that I use for that. So check it out. Um, let's see here. Life notes. I don't know that I have any life notes. Um, I'm just here doing some design stuff. It's been a fun year. I've had a lot of really cool projects recently um some fun homes fun clients so that's been a good start to the year um what i wanted to get into today and as always we are live on the internet we are live on tiktok and instagram and no we're not alive on instagram tiktok youtube facebook twitch and linkedin there we go um, and coming in hot, I have a question from TikTok already. Can you explain why there are really only five floor plans? Such a great question. I absolutely love this one. Um, yes, there are only like five floor plans. 50% of them are that two-story home where you walk in, there's like a straight shot stairs. You look to your left, is there, there's a living room. Your right, there's a kitchen. No, sorry, you're right, there's the dining. And then you walk through and then it's, kitchen, informal eating, and then great room, living room, you know, the, the family room is across the back, right? Um, I think there's a couple of reasons for it. I would say predominantly the biggest reason for it is development. So the way we develop lots got pretty standardized, um, especially through the Midwest, but most of the areas of the country where it's somewhere around, you know, a 60 to hundred foot lot. And most of them are around 80 feet. Um, and you just, the needs of buyers got pretty similar where it's okay, two, two to three car garage. All right, what are we going to fit in this home? And then as you're putting it together structurally and mix, mixing all those things in a pot, you kind of come up with the same layout over and over and over again. So usually the drastically different floor plans are different site conditions. So a lot of really sloping land or the site access isn't necessarily straight shot subdivision where you know it's a bunch of homes in a row and your only way to get into the home is a garage and there's not enough room to put the garage in the back um because you want a backyard and all things like that so i would say it's it stems from the way we do subdivisions i also think it stems from how we do appraisals in this country as well and let's be real about it there are things appraisers can account for and count um, but really in reality, what they're mostly counting is square footage, beds and baths. And 
when that's what determines your value of your home, it's it's really hard to justify anything outside of those. So a lot of the homes will pack as many of those things in as possible. And it's really easy to do the same things over and over because you want to pack it all those things in and it's hard to pack all those things in. So when somebody figures out a way to do it well and that people like it's, it's copied and duplicated a lot. Um, did that answer your question? That was a great start. Good start firing on all cylinders here. Um, Oh, I did want to give a podcast update. So I've gone back and forth on, um, what, what I should be doing with this podcast what kind of commitment I should have for episodes and things. And my life is just too busy to do a weekly podcast anymore. I've realized that I'm just taking the guilt off of myself for it. Um, But I do love it and want to keep doing it. So I'm going to try for at least a monthly podcast, at least once a month, we go live on TikTok, record it, put it on the podcast. It's builder versus buyer for all of you that are watching on TikTok and want to jump on later and find future episodes. Um, and yeah, at least once a month, if I can get a guest and I'm reaching out to guests pretty frequently, um, some I get, some I don't, but if I can get a guest, that'll be a bonus episode for the month or whatever. Um, but yeah, that's, that's where I'm at with that. So if anybody's got podcast ideas or questions, hit me up. Um, got another question from same person on TikTok here. Did the open floor plans the last 10 to 12 years come from longer and strong, stronger engineered beams? Ooh, that is a great question as well. I think, yes, probably a lot of it stems from that. So originally when I described that, that two story, the nineties two story with a straight shot kitchen nook and formal eating area, and then the family room across the back, a lot of those were designed with sometimes even two by eights, but two by tens and two by twelves. Um, and those really top out at anywhere from 14 to 16 feet is usually the sweet spot in those. Um, there are other ways to manipulate the span, but yeah. So with a span in the 15 foot range, there's only so open of a floor plan you can do. Um, but then things like TJIs and, um, LSL joists and even floor trusses, floor trusses, you can go up to, you know, whatever you can do it, huge spans. Um, so I think building components like that, yeah, have definitely helped some, um, you're seeing a lot more LVLs, um, in projects. So yeah, I would say that's, that's probably all contributed to it. That's a great point. Thank you for starting off with such awesome questions. Um, okay. I wanted to jump into th- couple things from the podcast. And again, if you're watching on TikTok, just hit something up, just type your question in the chat. Um, and I will get to it if I can. Um, but I did want to talk about, so there are a number of things I'm seeing as new floor plan trends. And I think a lot of them stem from us being in our homes a lot more. Um, but I'm loving all of them. Um, and wanted to share them with you. So four things that I find uh, really core in this like new floor plan trend that I'm seeing over and over. And I really, really, really love. Um, number one is that pocket office. Uh, for those of you that follow me, you've heard me talk about this, but I love it so much. I'm sneaking them into floor plans wherever I can. But 
even five by five, that's that's really cozy. I wouldn't do that small if you're planning on working in it every single day. But five by five can be nice if you have three hours of Zoom meetings that you need to do a week from home. Um, and you just need a room to shut the door and you don't hear your dogs barking and your kids screaming. Um, that can be nice. If you're going like if you're planning on working in it more frequently, you can do something still pretty small, seven by seven. Um eight by 10, those are still small sizes, but if you build in a desk or, or find some ways with crafty furniture, you can get a lot of usable space out of that size. Um, and yeah, I love it. And you can find lots of ways to utilize the, the space better. Like those areas that used to be dining rooms, nobody wants a formal dining room anymore. So I'm usually chopping that up into extra half of it is extra mudroom space and half of it is pocket office or half of it is pantry like a walk-in pantry the other half is pocket office so it's so much rather use a dining room for those two functions um just based on the way i live my life and i'm seeing a lot of people's requests come in for designs and things so do you have any house plans another question here from tiktok i will get back to list in a second do you have any house plans with with a second smaller master bedroom on the main floor. Um, yes, I just did one. It's actually in framing now. Um, hopefully posting some updates on it soon. Um, if you really dig through my TikTok, you can find a post on it. Um, so it was a Colorado mountain home that, that will probably be a spec home. And we were thinking the clients of this may be... Um, because it's a cool community in Colorado, the clients are people that are probably planning on friends and relatives staying with them often. So if you live in a cool place, people want to visit you more. Weird how that works. Um, so we did um, we did two totally separate like suites on the main floor. One is is more the air quotes master suite, like that's the the primary one. And the other one was more of an ensuite, uh, still really nice, had a walk-in closet, um, but not nearly as big. Both of them had mountain views off the back, had their own private porches and things. Um, so if you um, really want to see that plan, message me on Instagram. Um, I'll try to or just find my email um, in my bio and I can share it with you. Um have a podcast discussion with Tony Frazier, Raleigh, a home designer, an active building market. Um, I think I follow him on Instagram. Actually, I should reach out um, there. If I'm thinking of the same person that you just mentioned, their homes are awesome. Um, so yeah, if you know him, connect us. I would love to have him on. Um I'm writing it down. Can you hear me typing on my new keyboard? Custom keyboard. It's so, so fun. But I won't bore you with that. Would be interesting to hear two peers slash colleagues having a modern discussion. Thanks. Yeah, I, um, like I said, I would love to have them on. Um, you two are very similar. He designed my house and you reviewed my floor plan. Oh, that's awesome. Okay. Very cool. I didn't realize that. Um, yeah, but I'm making the connection now. Yeah. Um, what was I going to say? I forget. Oh, I was going to say, Pierce colleagues having a modern discussion. So I did just have 
uh, Dory Azer on the podcast. Uh, if you want to go back and listen to that one, um, that was a really cool discussion. He's an awesome guy. Um, great TikTok channel as well. Um, but yeah, lots of fun convo about home design and the design process. So, um, what state am I in? I'm in Indiana, Indiana, the great Midwest. Love being in Indiana. Um, well, there are things I love about it, I should say. Um, it's getting cooler and cooler by the year. So, yeah, can't complain. Um, any other questions I missed? I don't think so. If you're here and you're looking for some home building advice or floor plan advice, I'd love to help you out. And for those of you that don't know, I um, worked in the leadership team and three different home builders. So I've got a lot of experience on the conversations behind the scenes um, you know, so why builders are choosing certain standard features or the home building process, contract docs, all that stuff. So if you got a question on that, I might be able to help you out. Um, how much a square foot to build new there in Indiana, Indiana is probably one of the more affordable markets, um, in the country. We're not as cheap as what I hear from people in places like Texas and South Dakota. Um, but Square footage can range, I think, from new construction is still probably hard to get under 200 a square foot now. I'm sure there are production builders doing it lower than that. Uh, most of the stuff I design is probably ending up in the two to 300 range, depending on the features and finishes. Obviously, you know that. Um, but yeah, hopefully that answers your question. It's so hard to answer price per square foot. That's why builders hate it too. Um, yeah, the price per square foot conversation. Um, you guys have heard me talk about that. What are some of the most interesting slash unique floor plan features you've seen? Okay, so I was talking about, um, I wanted to get to them and I will make a TikTok of this as well, but four new floor plan features that I'm seeing a lot of. Um, number one was a pocket office. Number two, um, Pretty much I'm suggesting this to all the my custom clients is a, a connection for a stackable washer and dryer in the primary closet or in your master bedroom closet. Um, makes all the sense in the world and it really frees you up to put that laundry room wherever you want. It doesn't necessarily need to be right by that primary suite, which is cool. Um, number three is a big one and it's the working pantry. Uh, people are putting a ton of square footage into their working into their pantries now and planning on multiple appliances in there permanently. Um, I think that's such a great idea, especially if you're the one that's entertaining a lot and you need uh, secondary space to cook. I would suggest maybe putting an exhaust fan in there um, with heat and smells if you if you are planning on doing some sort of cooking in there. Um, but lots of outlets, countertop space for appliances think um ice maker under cabinet fridge wine fridge um think extra ovens where's your um do you have like a toaster oven where's that gonna be um your instapot uh crock pot all that stuff um sculleries yep sculleries is a scullery is another term i've heard for it um Scullery sounds so medieval, doesn't it? I have this board game that I absolutely love called Castles of Mad King Ludwig, where you make a floor plan um, 
based on what room types you buy. It's if you're into this thing and you also like board games, check that game out. It's awesome. Um, but one of the things they have in there in the castle is a scullery, and it makes me think of that. So there you go. Um, last thing, number four is the walkout mudroom. So if you live on water at all, um, rivers, lakes, ponds, but also if you're planning on doing a pool and you have a walkout home, I would suggest so hard. I'm pushing a lot of my clients are going this route is to do an actual mudroom off of the back there that has, you know, a, a bench seat hangers, um, places to hang things like towels and stuff. And then a full bathroom right off of there, obviously. And maybe even like if you have room for it, an extra changing room or two can be really helpful. You don't even necessarily need the toilet, just five by five, um, little place to throw on a bathing suit when people are coming over. So yeah, those are the, I don't see too many, like, I do get the question from time to time. What's the most interesting floor plan feature. And I don't see too many of like the crazy Instagram, like, you know, wild out of this world, um, requests. I don't know why, but that's, that's it. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> Scullery's is this got this comment from TikTok. Scullery's that's great. Keep the heads of what I've butchered and cooked. So hopefully not people. Um, if that is, we need to get the FBI involved. Um, <laughs> do you ever put in elevators? Do you see them more or rarely? I get the request often. Um, when people see pricing, they don't usually do it. What I've done in a couple of homes, maybe just once, was um, we spec'd out an elevator and then put the structural headers in to be able to cut that chase out for future. So we made we didn't put the elevator in. We made all those spaces. I think one was a walk-in closet and then um, something else in the basement. But we headered off the space so that they could take those floor joists out, pop them out, um, and put an elevator in. It it's not an easy job after the home is finished, but would be easier than having to change than having to change your whole structure. Um, so yeah, that's for elevators. Um, get some requests for dumb waiters too. I have not never done one of those though. Um, yeah. So hey, TikTok, got any more questions? Throw them in the chat. Also, for those of you not watching on TikTok, if you're watching on YouTube, Facebook, Twitch, or LinkedIn, you can throw in the chat there too. All righty. Let's see here. Oh, almost 20 minutes of podcast. My goal with podcasts is to be like 20 to 30 now. Um, it's a little bit easier with the live Q&A um, to not have to put... Not have to put... Um, like a script or anything together. Um, so yeah, but beyond 30 minutes, uh, I think we can let you all get on with your day. Um, yeah. So if you have a question again on the home building industry, floor plans, home design. Um, yeah, I'm here for you. Scrolling through here. I don't see any new questions. 
So, dun, 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 dun. what makes a good builder? What are top things to look for? Quality is very sub-dependent, it seems. Yeah, so that's a that's a great question. Um, what makes a good builder? I think the thing I would want most is communication. Um, so a good barometer is if it's on the sales side and they're not communicating well with you and you can't get answers that you would feel are in a timely manner from your sales agent, it's not going to get any better during the build. It's probably going to get a lot worse. So um, get a builder that you feel like really communicates with you well, both in timeliness and then um, in accuracy and substance, right? So the, the things they're saying jive with what you're, you're wanting and the direction you want to go with your home um, can be really good. And then just somebody you get along with can really, really help. Um, yeah. So, and then on that, I would ask, I would try and find out who's, who you're actually going to communicate with during the build. So um, it's kind of all over the place. This is not a standardized thing in the industry. Some builders will have you communicate with the sales agent entirely through the build. And if that's the case, make sure you like your sales agent. Um, some contractors will pass you off to like a design coordinator and then pass you off to the site superintendent or project manager. They're all, um, I'm using them interchangeably, but they're um, called different things. Um, I would ask to meet that person. Some builders will let you, some won't, but I would say, Hey, you know, who's managing my site? Could I, can I meet him? Could we just have a chat for 15, 20 minutes and just get a feel for them and how they operate? Um, builders probably aren't going to love that question, but um, I, yeah, I would ask that. I would ask about, um, yeah, what makes a good builder? What top things are you looking for? Um, so, look at their model home from every angle. I think it's easy to walk into a model home and see the furniture and get fooled by it because the, the furniture is really nice and, and pretty and they spend a bunch of money on it. Um, and you're not really looking at the build. You just see the overall picture. And that's that's the strategy, right? Is to um, fool you with the, the glitz and glamour and, and not um, dive into the details. So... Open every door, every cabinet. Um, how do the cabinet drawers all glide? Do the cabinet doors all meet? Um, does every door in the home shut well? Um, does the plumbing turn on and run well when you turn the faucet? Um, check all those things. Um, and again, if they're not doing it right in their model, they're not going to. It's not going to be any better in your home. So just like. Imagine you're interacting with that house for months at a time. Like what it, what's it feel like? Um, what does the trim look like? Look behind the bed in the bedrooms to see what that baseboard looks like. Um, are the joints nice? Um, are the transition areas done well? Is there caulk all over the, um, 
transition between the countertop and the wall, or is it done by somebody that really knows how to do it? You know, things like that I would look for. Um, and yes, a lot of those are, are the function of the subs, but really it's the builder enforcing, um, the subs behavior. And this is, this is a dumb one because it doesn't really matter to the build, but job site cleanliness, if a builder keeps a really clean job site, what that usually means is they've set very clear expectations with their subcontractors, which is a very good sign for you because it then means they will be better equipped to um, get your details, your bid build details in the hands of their subcontractors. So job site cleanliness, every sub wants to leave the job messy. Like every, cause it's just easier for them. Right. Um, and if it's not a builder that's constantly after their subs, there's some great subs that would clean up their job site, no matter what, whether they asked or not. Um, if you're out there, awesome. But for those of you that, um, like when you see a messy job site, what has happened is there's no clear documentation on as to who should be cleaning it up. Um, and the builder is weak or unable to enforce it. Um, and so, yeah, it just gets messy and piles up and it, everybody hates working in it and it, it kind of stinks and yeah, it's, it's not fun, but, um, it's a really good barometer to, your builder's relationship with their subcontractors. Um, so yeah. And who wants to be on a messy job site, right? Um, one, one thing I heard from a builder actually on this podcast was, um, describe a mistake you made and how you remedied it with your client. Um, cause every builder's made a mistake. Um, there's, stuff that goes on in almost every single house everywhere. Um, so yeah, I, I think, um, their answer can be really, really telling. Um, and you can tell when they're giving you a line and the mistake is like a hundred dollar fix and like, Oh, we paid for it. Um, you know, that's not super helpful. And then when they actually share real information that, um, was a real mistake and, you know, how they made it right. I think, I think it could be really helpful. I put in a lot of wiring. Please do that. Also using layers of Apple home kit and love it. Oh, I haven't used Apple home kit. Um, I have my office on, I have a lot of the smart stuff for Alexa right now. Um, but just in my office. Um, and yeah, the smart stuff is is iffy. I I feel like it works 98% of the time. And then when it doesn't work, it doesn't work for like a month and you can't figure out why it doesn't work. Um, and it's frustrating and weird. So I don't know. I think I think there still needs to be a generation to come of that stuff. Um, let's see here. I'm probably gonna wrap up in a minute or two. So if you're on. TikTok or anywhere else, and you see this and you're like, hey, I just have a question. Um, you should put it in the chat and then I will answer it if I can. Some questions I can't answer, and those I usually just ignore. <laughs> um, sometimes, 
Not all the time. Um, let's see here. All righty. Well, TikTokers, typing fast. I'm closing soon. Oh, got one. Is your home your floor plan design? No, it's not. That's an awesome question. So the question you asked at the beginning, why are all the homes the same floor plan? My home is that floor plan. It's a 90s two-story. It's got the, I'm, my office was the old dining room. Right behind me is the foyer. And then across from that is the living room. Behind that's the dining room and the kitchen. And then the garage is over there. It's the most basic plan, but we love it. Um, it's in a nice neighborhood and good schools and all that fun stuff. So yeah, um, I would love to design and build. I've done it twice, um, design and built my own house. Um, and there are very cool things about it. Um, and I would love to do it again someday, but my wife is like, I think this is our 10th place since we've been married, our 10th residence. Um, and my wife was like, no more moving. Like we're done. <laughs> so until our kids graduate high school, we're here. So sweet. We are here. All right. Well, last minute, five second warning. Um, we're always giving our kids like a five minute warning. Kids, you have five minutes left of video games. Um, so there we go. All righty. I'm not seeing any new questions come in. So if you're joining on TikTok and you have a floor plan question, um, just pop it in there. Um, and I would love to answer it. Hey, thank you for watching. And thank you for all the great questions today. Um, it was fun chatting. So yeah, we will wrap this shindig up just under 30 minutes, just about 30 minutes. Somebody's going to be looking at their Spotify and be like, this liar guy. It's clearly over 30 minutes because you can see before you play it how long it is. Um, and I'm going to be like, I'm sorry. So again, if you want to get a hold of me, check out my handle on TikTok or Instagram. That's at Burnham Design Co. B-I-R-N-A-M Design Co. Um, if you want to shoot me a message, hit the link in my bio for either of those. Get on my website, shoot me an email, or DM me on Instagram. Um, I don't get to every message on Instagram. I would like to, but uh, sometimes I just get busy. And then check out roomlayoutguide.com if you need help with a floor plan. That's my tool. I use it every single day. Not every single day, but most days. I'm usually starting a plan. It's like, oh yeah, how did I do that wet room? So check that out. Follow along. Ask questions. Thanks for being here. Thanks for listening. I really appreciate it. I hope you have an awesome week.